pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. He has it all. Money and a lot of it. Same. A lot of that. Youth. Health. Everything. An NFL star. Why is he suspected? in the murder of the one person who has stood behind him since he was a baby, his mother. Before I get to Sergio Brown, first, there is breaking news, a massacre in Maine reportedly by a 40-year-old Army reservist who guns down at least 22 people starting with women and children in a bowling alley? Do I have those facts right? I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here on Crime Stories and on Sirius XM 111. Before I get to Sergio Brown, first to Forrest McFarland joining us, news reporter, U.S. Sun. Forrest, thank you for being with us. Forrest, what can you tell me about this Army reservist, age 40, that goes on a gun massacre? Hey, Nancy. Thanks so much for having me. Now, police say that Card is a person of interest at the moment, uh, but they did warn the public to stay away from him. And if he's cited, run for cover and call them immediately. Uh, He's considered to be armed and dangerous. Forrest, what happened? Is it true that the perp unloaded a semi-automatic weapon in a bowling alley? Do I have that much right? Yes, ma'am. And... The gunman was captured on camera. Uh, He has a chilling resemblance to the photo that's been released. Okay, can we just say it once and for all? 
we think it's Card, the 40-year-old Army Reservist, there. Okay. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's his twin that we don't know about, his evil twin, his doppelganger. But that said, is it true, Forrest McFarlane joining us, that it was a children's bowling league? Children's bowling league, uh, killing at least 22, wounding 60 in the very small town of Lewiston, Maine? Yes, ma'am. It's true. Uh, And Lewiston is the second largest town in Maine. Uh, It's the largest school district in Maine, and everyone is just covering today uh, on Thursday morning. uh, School was canceled. Uh, so the entire town uh, is just enraptured with fear right now. So I, I know you're saying it's one of the really big towns in Maine, but it's still about 38,000 people. Okay, now, I grew up in a very rural area in Bibb County, Georgia. I know what that means. 38,000 people. Why would you go into a children's bowling league and start unloading uh, the suspect Robert Card An army reservist apparently goes on a rampage at a nearby bar in the deadliest mass shooting of the year with at least 22 dead. As we get information, we will give that to you. But as of right now, the shooter is still on the loose. As you heard from Forrest McFarlane, if you suspect that you see him because he is on the run, I would imagine leaving the jurisdiction. Do not approach him. For more information, go to crimeonline.com. But now we are turning to our current story, which is up, which is about a guy that seemingly has it all. More money than you could ever count. Uh, fame, women, mansions, cars, adoration, the works. His name is Sergio Brown. Take a listen to our friends at Crime Online. Myrtle Brown's neighbors speak highly of the longtime Maywood resident. She's described as a lovely lady by Kevin Grayer. Very soft-spoken, outgoing, just a happy person, he says, always on the go. Brown's latest trip is a testament to that, as she had just returned from a group trip to Aruba. And when she returned, she celebrated her 73rd birthday on September 8th. Days later, Myrtle Brown's family is alarmed after not being able to reach her. Sheila Simmons last spoke to her sister six days after Brown's birthday. It was Thursday. Then communications ceased. Two days later, the family searched the Brown's home, coming up empty-handed. The police are called. Myrtle Brown is missing. So this is a 73-year-old mother of NFL star Sergio Brown, beloved by all, still out and about, active, loving life, gets back from Aruba on a trip with all of her friends, and then suddenly she goes missing just after her birthday. Uh, Of course, the alarm is raised. Joining me in all-star panel to make sense of what we know right now about Sergio Brown and his mother, Myrtle Brown, age 73, I want to go straight out to Forrest McFarlane joining us, news reporter, investigative reporter with the U.S. Sun. Let me ask you a question, Forrest McFarland. What do we know about Sergio Brown's upbringing? Where is he from? What do we know about that? Now, Sergio is from Maywood, Illinois. It's a suburb of Chicago. It's not the best place to grow up. Uh, the crime rates are about 90% higher than the rest of the U.S., but from childhood friends who have spoken with us, the U.S. Sun, 
we could tell that he seemed to have a good upbringing. Uh, his father was very successful. He was the first black basketball player at Texas A&M. According to his childhood friend, Bridget Howell, his parents would show up for band concerts, for sporting events. Sergio was a great track and field runner. He was a great football player. Uh, so it appears that he had a healthy upbringing and a supportive family. So it seems to me like he had a pretty good upbringing. Dr. Bethany Marshall joining us in addition to Forrest McFarland. Dr. Bethany Marshall, renowned psychoanalyst, joining us out of L.A. You can find her at drbethanymarshall.com. Dr. Bethany, you know, when a child grows up destitute, without love, abused, mistreated, mm -hmm. underprivileged, very often excuses are made for them later in life when they commit a crime. It mm -hmm. is argued that that's how they were brought up. They don't know any different life. And so they continue the life that they know. Right or wrong, that is not an excuse for a felony, especially a violent felony. But it's even more of a conundrum, Dr. Bethany, when the person basically grows up with a silver spoon in their mouth. And then they act out. If you can call murdering your mother acting out, that's kind of like putting perfume on the pig. But, I mean, the, the dad, Mario Brown, the first African-American men's basketball player at Texas A&M. He was a two-sport star in football and track. Uh, it goes on and on and on now. We, we go to this guy, the son, Sergio Brown, he went to University of Notre Dame. I went to a college meeting the other day about trying to get the twins. You know, where do they want to go to college? The meeting was with Notre Dame. We were all sitting in this big auditorium. You know how much that costs? 80000 dollars a year. Did you hear that? $80,000 plus a year. That's some school, right? And that's where Sergio Brown went. So he's had mm. all of these wonderful things happening in his life. He's been doted upon. You know, Nancy, what you're describing is a man whose early attachment systems were secure. It's, it's the attachment systems that create good mental health, um, position the person for life. It, it's not necessarily their education or whether or not they grow up in a crime-ridden neighborhood or how much money the parents have. It's whether or not the parents love the child. And there was plenty of love in this household. Furthermore, Sergio Brown went on to get an MBA in adulthood. Okay, stop. So he graduated from college and got an MBA, a master's in business? Absolutely, after having great success in the NFL. Good luck, everybody, trying to tell me that he has uh, insanity or mental defect. Hey, Irv Miller joining me, criminal defense attorney with The Miller Firm. That sounds very important to me, The Miller Firm. Legal analyst, CBS2 Chicago, WBBM-TV, legal technical advisor to The Good Wife and The Good Fight. My goodness, Irv Miller, when do you have time to practice law for Pete's sake? Wait, don't answer that. I want to talk to you about Sergio Brown. It's going to be really hard for him to mount some kind of a, a, a mental defect in this. 
The man has an MBA. Yes, let me tell you, though, how the mighty have fallen in this particular case. When he went to court yesterday, uh, when he was extradited from uh, Mexico. Oh, you mean after he had a fight with the police on the plane? That? After that. Wait till I tell you about that, everybody. I'll tell you what, an air marshal comes up to me and goes, sit down. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I was sitting down yesterday. Why do you have a fight on a plane after 911? That's a good way to get your head bashed in. Go ahead. But guess who was appointed to uh, represent him uh, at the court hearing yesterday? All right, is that serious? You really want me to guess? The public defender of Cook County. Stop. He's broke? He had no money to hire an attorney, so the judge appointed the public defender to represent him. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible is Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private 
Christian affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Paul Duffy with me, former Deputy Senior Inspector, U.S. Marshal Service, Senior Consultant with the Group 9 Risk Consultants, and contractor with the U.S. Marshal Service. Does that mean they get you to do things they're not supposed to do? Don't answer that. You have the Fifth Amendment right to marry in silence. Paul Duffy, the man is broke. I mean, how don't don't NFL players make millions of dollars? Nancy doesn't mean they didn't squander it away. At age 55, he would be eligible for a retirement from the NFL, minimum of three years playing, but he played for six. And he did put two homes in Columbia on a credit card while he was vacationing in Mexico. Two homes in Columbia on a credit card? Yes, ma'am. Okay, you know what? This is getting worse and worse and worse. How you make millions and millions of dollars and you're broke and you have to have the public defender, who, by the way, are very maligned because public defenders, like prosecutors, are in court trying cases every day. They know the judges. They know the ins and outs. Sure, they don't make a lot of money. They're public defenders. But many of them really know how to try a case. Guys, we are talking about somehow... Gee, who did that? Oh, I think it was me. I confess. I've gone off on Sergio Brown having a fight with police on the plane. Uh, and I blame you, Paul Duffy. Uh, bought two houses on credit cards in Colombia. Um, had to fire a public, had to hire a public defender because he's now rock bottom broke. What about Myrtle? That's how this whole thing started. His 73 year old mother, Myrtle. Nancy. Go ahead, Dr. Bethany. Let's just stop everything so you can interrupt. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, if I could jump in about his history, the fact that he had this great upbringing, earned all this money, went to the MBA, you know, had all this great success tells me, like you said so articul articulately earlier, you know, there's not going to be a mental health defense. But the public should know that this means that this is a highly intent, uh, highly functioning, highly intentional. I'm so sorry. Can we start that over? This is a highly functioning, highly intent, uh, intelligent man um, who some, had some intervening factor later in life, um, whether it be drug use. It's not going to be a mental health crisis because you don't function that highly earlier in life and then have a psychotic break. It just doesn't happen. It's, this was either willful or some kind of, you know, a manufactured party drug or something. How about uh, he got mad and killed his mom when she told him what she thought? You ever thought of that, Dr. Bethany? Perhaps. Uh, well, it's interesting that he was living with her, which means he was already in some state of decline if he had all that money earlier in his life. Career earnings, $6,230,959. $6.2 million. Average yearly salary, $890,000. Okay, now, Dr. Bethany, can I go forward with our friend Dave Mack? <laughs> okay, yes. let's hear what Dave Mack can tell us. Listen. Myrtle Brown isn't the only person missing. Her son Sergio Brown isn't answering phone calls or messages from his brother either. Sergio lived with his mother and often took walks in the neighborhood. But according to the family, Sergio's behavior has been off for the past few months. He hadn't really been himself. Days after Myrtle Brown goes missing, 
Instagram posts of Sergio Brown show up. Reportedly, he's in Mexico. Hours later, Brown posts another Instagram story showing his location as Sydney, Australia. His post is full of characters from the movie Finding Nemo. Police begin looking into their authenticity. Okay, I, I really don't know where to start with that. Um, Dr. Eric Eason, hold on just a moment. Dr. Eric Eason is with us, a board-certified forensic pathologist and consultant. Dr. Eason, hold on. I, I've got to make sense of what I just heard. Forrest McFarland, you're, you're very, very quiet. So I need you to jump in right now. Myrtle Brown was not the only person missing. Son, NFL star Sergio Brown, also seemingly AWOL. Uh, but then suddenly, after just a few days after his mother goes missing, Sergio Brown puts Instagram posts up saying he's in Mexico. Then just a few hours later, he says he's in Sydney, Australia. And then he starts loading up Finding Nemo characters. You do know Finding Nemo is an investigative reporter. You need to know all about that. That's an animated fish. And Dory, who is another animated fish, finds Nemo. Right, you know about that, Forrest McFarlane. So he claims he's in Mexico, he claims he's in Australia, and he is posting characters from Finding Nemo. Do I have those facts correct, Forrest? You're so right, and that's just the beginning. He makes some wild allegations in these videos posted on Instagram. When he was in Mexico, videos surfaced of him partying with other people there. What do you mean by partying? He was buying drinks for people. Um, it's unclear if he was using drugs, but based on the video, he, he was slurring his words. He was stringing together sentences that really didn't make sense. At one point, he said that the FBI stormed his mother's house and murdered his mom. He said... Local police have tried to kidnap him, uh, just, you know, spewing all of these wild allegations that make no sense. And then meanwhile, bystanders who are around Sergio are taking videos of him dancing around and uh, taking shots and having other drinks with people. It really just kind of seemed like he knew the end was coming. Now, now, now Forrest McFarlane, hold on. You're the investigative news reporter with the U.S. Sun, correct? Yes, ma'am. Are you, or at any time have you been, a criminal investigator and or prosecutor and or defense attorney? Yes, no? No, ma'am. Okay. Would it be beyond the realm of possibility that he's establishing an alibi and showing that he's in a completely different place than his mom's dead body? and he has no idea about it, is that within the realm of possibility, Forrest McFarland? It for sure is. And based on what prosecutors said in the hearing yesterday, uh, it seems like he bought a one-way ticket as soon as his mother is believed to be killed. A one-way ticket? Yes, ma'am. The only thing worse is if he used her credit card. Jack, are you telling me he actually used her credit card? That's a yes, no. Just yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He just made it worse. So Irv Miller, renowned criminal defense attorney from the Miller firm, he <laughs> goes missing immediately after his mother is killed. He turns up in uh, one location in Mexico partying, as Forrest McFarlane has described, then suggests he's in Sydney, Australia, which is what, a 15, 18 hour flight, then begins posting characters 
from Finding Nemo. Uh, Irv, I want you to hear a little bit of the Instagram rant to which Forrest McFarlane is referring. Let's just hear the first seven seconds. Hit it. FBI, they came into my house on Bob Marley's death day with the 5'11 Asian gas unwarranted. Okay, the FBI came into my house on Bob Marley death day. Uh, it's kind of hard to understand because as Forrest McFarlane told us, there's a lot of partying going on in the background. You hear music. We tried to mute it for you. Okay, let's hear some more. They kidnapped me twice from home, the Maywood Police Department, right? Aaron Pepper was there the second time that it happened. They kidnapped me twice from home. The FBI, is he saying, Forrest McFarlane, the FBI or the Maywood police kidnapped him? Is, did, is, that, is that what I'm hearing? You're hearing right. Okay, let's hear some more because he's about to put his foot right in it. Listen. It had to be the FBI or the Maywood police. I thought my mama was on vacation in Sinaloa. Okay, he thinks his mother was on vacation in Sinaloa. Nancy, if I could jump in about this really could quickly. Could I stop I you? Go ahead. <laughs> I don't think this is creating an alibi. When people are psychotic, drinking, using uh, manufactured drugs, um, in the midst of the psychosis, there can be an interweaving of confessional, childlike lying, and bits and pieces of the truth. For instance, he knows at some point he will be arrested and incarcerated, held against his will. So that comes as, oh, the, the, the police and the uh, FBI came in and they kidnapped me twice. Mm -hmm. That's the ramblings of a man who knows he's in big, big trouble. I don't know, Dr. Bethany, you're giving him a lot of credit. I think he's trying <laughs> to CYA, um, technical legal term. Let's hear some more. That's fake news. Get the out my face. You want to come to me? The Maywood police got to give me money. Fake news? Is he actually talking about fake news and trying to say his mother is not dead? but she's in Sinaloa. Uh, okay, let's hear let's hear a little bit more. FBI had to do it. They got the power to do some like that. What the is going on? That's fake news. Don't come with me. So he's actually blaming law enforcement for the death of his mother, which actually we haven't even gotten to the death of Miss Myrtle. Listen. Brown's family went back to search the family property a second time. Neighbors joined the search, and Myrtle Brown's body is found alongside a creek near the home, approximately 100 to 150 feet away from her back door. Her body was wrapped in a sheet. The medical examiner ruled Myrtle's death a homicide, citing multiple assault-related injuries, blunt force trauma. Okay, the fact that her body is wrapped up in a sheet shows what we call staging. In my experience, and everybody on the panel, jump in if you think differently. A random killer does not stick around, hang around the dead body long enough to stage anything. Say you break in a home, you're right in the middle of stealing something, and in walks the little old lady who owns the home, you panic and kill her. You get out of there as fast as you can. You don't wait to hide her body and wrap it in a sheet and stage it to make it look like a suicide or something. No, you get the hay out of there. Joining me right now, Dr. Eric Issa, joining us out of South Carolina, board-certified forensic pathologist and consultant. Dr. Eason, thank you for being with us. What does this mean? Multiple assault-related injuries, blunt force trauma. They took one look at her and said, this is not a heart attack. It's not a stroke. It's not a suicide. This is blunt force trauma. She was murdered. Right. So blunt force trauma is an injury due to a solid object 
striking the body or the body hits a solid object or some combination of the two, uh, you're going to result in uh, having injuries on the body that are uh, bruises, scratches, uh, lacerations, which are tears on the skin. Uh, internally, you're going to find fractures and uh, usually some internal bleeding or hemorrhage. Um, my guess is that most of the injuries are probably to the head. Is what I'm thinking here. And Nancy, if I could jump in for one second, Nancy, the the uh, complaint that uh, was presented in court basically said that the cause of death, one of the uh, uh, areas of injury, she had a broken neck. Um, in addition to that, when you said she was found with a sheet covering her, uh, she was found nude underneath that sheet, and there was video of him burning uh, some objects in a fire pit shortly thereafter, which later determined to be clothing. My guess is he did that because uh, his blood was on her clothing and he had the sense to try to get rid of that evidence by burning it. And uh, so that adds a little uh, insight into what was going through his mind at the time that this happened. He also stole her phone, her credit cards, and they were found on him at the time of his arrest in Mexico. And Nancy, if I could, going back to the sheet, wrapping the body in the sheet, as you all know, could show reverence or even love, to wrap the body and hide the body. Is that Dr. Aston or Forrest McFarland? That was Paul Duffy at the end. Paul Duffy, will you say that one more time? Because I want to follow up on everything Irv said and what you just said. Would you repeat that one more time? You were a little fuzzy. Sure. Uh, Nancy, as you well know, uh, wrapping that body in a sheet could be a, a sign of reverence or a sign of love, not wanting to leave the body out to the elements and out naked. Oh, okay, Paul Duffy. Like when we find a baby that's been killed and someone has wrapped it in its favorite blanket. Exactly. Is that the, the analogy is correct? Okay, so that means it's someone close to them. I'm not buying the love and the reverence. Well, I don't know. It's very complicated. Look, I'm a JD, not a shrink like Dr. Bethany, but even if you did love the person at one point you still murder them but you're right it's a clue a very a very important clue paul duffy because we only see that when the killer is connected to the victim in some close way like when tot mom murdered her daughter kelly kelly was uh, in a plastic bag thrown in a swamp true but also with one of her favorite blankets i see what you're saying it points to who the killer is. And Irv Miller, um, tell me again what you were saying. Her body was naked. Hey, Irv, listen to this. Our friends in Cut 3, Dave Mack. Myrtle Brown's neighbor, Carlos Cortez, said he saw Myrtle and Sergio together on Thursday. That's the same day Myrtle talked with her sister. Then police found footage on the Ring doorbell camera. Sergio was seen taking out the trash and lighting a bonfire. Doorbell ring camera video. I love those things. The ring doorbell camera catches Sergio Brown taking out trash and lighting a bonfire, but he didn't do a very good job. Um, it, it reminds me of Stephen Avery, who of, of making a murder of fame, who murdered Teresa Hallback, and he stirred a fire pit all night long, according to his blood relatives and neighbors. And in it were the studs off the back of her Daisy Fuentes blue jeans, off Teresa Hallback's blue jeans, and little bits, tiny little bits of bone, maybe teeth. Same thing. You have to basically incinerate 
objects to get rid of them. So, Irv Miller, you're telling me that when they go back to the fire pit, they find out that Miss Myrtle's clothes were what was being burned. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, he's going to hell. Short pit stop with a life behind bars conviction. So, okay, to Forrest McFarland joining us, investigative reporter with The Sun, what can you tell me, Forrest, about this fire pit and the ring camera footage? Yeah, no, like it's already been said, there definitely was fabric that was obtained from the crime scene. Uh, so no matter what his efforts were to uh, potentially hide uh, the murder, if he is convicted of the killing, um, they were not effective uh, and they were able to find other evidence uh, from the crime scene, which um, proved it was a homicide. Also in the bathroom, they found Ajax, uh, a cleaning agent, and it appeared that the bathtub had just been scrubbed. So that was another piece of evidence that was revealed. Hold on, Forrest McFarland. You know what? You really are a font of information and it's all correct. So, Dr. Eric Easton, I'm going to circle back to the Ajax and why people turn into neatniks after someone goes missing like their wife or their mother. And then they suddenly have the compulsion to clean the whole bathroom with Ajax. Dr. Eric Easton, board-certified forensic pathologist, what evidence do you believe they may have found on the body to suggest it was murder or within the home? If she was bludgeoned, I don't. Do you really think she was bludgeoned there outdoors? Or is that a secondary crime scene where her body was disposed? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, the thing that they're going to look for at the autopsy is uh, the thing I would do is I would definitely take the uh, fingernail clippings and uh, look for possible uh, blood or DNA under there from the uh, assailant and try and match it with the uh, with the defendant. That's what I would do. Um, as far as and other and evidence. that's exactly what happened in this case, actually. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Yeah, that's and there was a match. There was blood underneath her fingernail, and that uh, the Maywood police were able to uh, send it to the Illinois State Police Crime Lab, and there was a match between uh, the blood underneath the fingernails and the DNA that they found uh, on his toothbrush in uh, in the house. Don't you just love that? I love it when they get your toothbrush, Irv Miller. So, Dr. Eric Easton, how do you, I mean, you perform literally thousands of um, exams. How do you process a little old lady's body to determine who is the killer? Could you please start with how the hands are bagged with paper bags at the crime scene? Yes. So uh, the police arrived and the uh, crime scene investigators arrived. They will uh, immediately place paper bags over the hands. Uh, they will then uh, take the body and uh, not disturb it very much and then deliver it to the morgue. Uh, when the body arrives to the morgue, uh, pictures are taken immediately. We're going to do full body x-rays, and then the autopsy begins, and then the first part is to remove the clothing. And when the clothing is removed, you look at the clothing, too, and so you could actually find uh, hair on, on the clothing. So if any of the hair from the defendant ended up on the clothing, that can be collected. You could also collect trace evidence from the clothing. The clothing is then... Uh, placed in the bags and submitted to a crime lab. And then uh, when the paper bags are removed from the hands, you take uh, nail clippers and uh, clip the, uh, the fingernails and uh, place those in separate bags, uh, bag for the right hand, bag for the left hand. That uh, then gets submitted to the crime lab as well. Uh, then the autopsy begins and you'll do the external exam and uh, 
describe all the injuries that you see on the body. You measure them and describe them and photograph them. Uh, the internal exam then occurs when you match the injuries on the outside of the body with what was found on the inside. And then if you can, at the end of the internal exam, you will then establish a uh, cause of death and a manner of death, which is what uh, happened here. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible is Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. We know that there was blood on the back patio of Miss Myrtle's home. We know Ajax was in the bathtub drain, possibly indicative of it being recently cleaned. We know that Miss Myrtle, who is Myrtle Brown, Sergio Brown's mother, her iPad, credit cards, and phones missing, her cigarettes left behind. Uh, As you heard, he booked a one-way ticket to Cancun, flying out in the early morning hours of September 
15, and I, I, I'm trying to determine exactly when her murder occurred. And then there are his odd posts claiming everything about his mom's death is all, quote, fake news. It has to be the FBI claiming he thought his mother was on vacation, even though he spotted with her around the home and um, getting rid of and burning her clothes in the yard. Irv Miller, what more can you tell me? Well, uh, he, he was trying to reach out for any type of uh, uh, potential defense that he could possibly come up with and trying to figure out everything from alibi to blaming the FBI to blaming the, uh, the police to say he was being kidnapped on the airplane, uh, just reaching out for every possible uh, straw that he could come up with. Unfortunately, um, uh, that doesn't do a defense lawyer much good in court trying to figure out which one of those to go with. Um, perhaps uh, um, there is no good one to go with, and you just uh, rely upon the state to prove the case beyond a reasonable doubt, period. What can you tell me, Forrest McFarland, uh, investigative reporter with the U.S. Sun, about a fight on the plane? So another wild video surfaced of Sergio after he was taken in by police. He had another violent outburst on the plane and was just screaming, uh, claiming that he was being taken to Tijuana, Mexico against his will, uh, that he was being kidnapped when in reality he was being arrested um, and taken back to Illinois to answer for his alleged crimes uh, and be investigated for the death of his mother. I also think it's important to note uh, just circling back to his mom's death and the blunt trauma uh, death. I think it's interesting to note his career in the NFL. At one point, Sergio, who stands at 6'2", was 210 pounds of pure muscle. He played as the safety, which is basically like the human shield, the last result resort for the defense. Uh, it was his job to stop the ball at all costs um, from crossing his team. One of his most notable moments in the NFL was tackling Rob Gronkowski, uh, the famous NFL quarterback, and breaking his arm after tackling him. I mean, one violent outburst against her 73-year-old mother is more than enough, I think, to kill her. Tell me about Gronkowski's arm, because you know what I'm thinking about, uh, Forrest McFarlane? I'm thinking about Miss Myrtle's neck and how her little neck was just snapped. Tell me about Ron, Ron Gronkowski's arm again. Now, Sergio Brown and Rob Gronkowski had a famous rivalry uh, during his career in the NFL. They were once teammates and then became rivals after Sergio violently tackled him on the field broke his arm, he was out for who knows how many games, recovering from this injury. And uh, on the following season, Rob Gronkowski says that Sergio Brown was just goading him, talking smack across the field, and eventually he just had it, grabbed Sergio Brown and threw him off of the field um, in a, an iconic moment uh, in NFL history. So this man was powerful. He could get in people's heads. Um, he, you know, was just playing a game that he did for his job, and he was able to snap an incredibly healthy and strong man's heart. Is it true, Forrest McFarland, investigative reporter, U.S. Sun, that Sergio Brown's mother 
neck was snapped. Yes, ma'am, it's true. And it's believed that uh, she died from blunt force trauma. So that could have meant, you know, an object was used to hit her, maybe a fist. Um, I mean, at 73 years old, and she was quite a slight woman as well. She was very thin uh, and small. So, you know, one stray hit, I could have snapped her neck. Paul Duffy joining us, uh, former Deputy Senior Inspector, U.S. Marshals, now Consultant Group 9 Risk Consultants. You have hunted down felons, usually killers, drug lords, all over the world as a U.S. Marshal. Why is it a big, huge guy like Sergio Brown, as Forrest told us, six foot two, 210 pounds of nothing but muscle, would attack someone so weak and so defenseless, like his own 73-year-old mother. And, of course, he's pled not guilty, and he has not been convicted in a court of law. Why is that, Paul? You've looked at defendants all around the world. Nancy, it would be difficult to come up with a motive, but I would consider, and I would be surprised if the defense didn't look into concussions he might have sustained in the NFL. Oh, dear Lord in heaven, I knew that was coming. Okay, so a concussion. Oh. Okay. Paul Duffy, as much as that, um, I feel like I'm eating a dirt sandwich when you said that. You're probably right. That's probably where they're going to go. Irv Miller, have you noticed, as Dr. Bethany was saying earlier, very often you see defendants weave a tiny bit of truth into their big fat lie. And I, I believe we're seeing that here. But, you know, my mom is going to be 92 in December. She lives with us. And I still see her as young and vibrant, but every once in a while, I see her as she really is. She's frail. She's kind of bent over. She's a shadow of herself. Just so beautiful with black hair and blue eyes and endless amounts of energy. And I'm just thinking of Miss Myrtle Brown up against a, a, an NFL safety Really? I see an issue here uh, as a former prosecutor because, you know, we always look for motive, even though we don't have to prove motive. What he took from her not only was her credit cards, her phone, her iPad, but also her bank cards. I think this was a garden variety robbery that went bad. He wanted money. He needed assets. He needed credit cards. Uh, who uh, that is what was going on and precipitated uh, a fight uh, between his mother and himself and it went too far he ended up killing her allegedly and uh, when he was as i said before when he was arrested in mexico guess what he had on his person her ipad her phone her credit cards and her bank cards to me that says it all dr bethany i'm sure you're going to give him some deep psychological motive and I honestly can't wait to hear it. Okay, I got to get comfortable for this. Go ahead. I do have professional athletes and, and former pro athletes in my practice, and often they get addicted to a combination of painkillers, opiates, um, steroids, and and a stimulant like methamphetamine. And they use them all together for multiple reasons to hold on to their energy, their youth, mostly to bulk up and to feel like the former athlete they once were, the opiates to cover all the pain um, that they're suffering after having played for so many years. And this, this turns into a lethal combination for somebody who's already sociopathic in terms of his character. So you have multiple factors at work. 
I think his mother probably just said no to something small, finally had it, set a limit. He went into a roid rage uh, on stimulants. We know with meth, they don't just kill, it's overkill. After he killed her, he panicked. He wrapped the body not out of love and reverence. He wrapped it out of disgust. This is why mothers wrap their babies before they throw them in the trash or, you know, Casey Anthony, you know, put put her daughter like in, wasn't it garbage bags? It's because they can't bear to look at what they've done. He didn't want to see the naked body of his mother with her neck snapped and blood all over the place. It's kind of like a teenager when they throw away their, you know, half eaten hamburger. They, they usually stuff it in a bag before they put it in the trash. It's disgust. That's all it is. Why did he take her, her iPad and, and bank cards? It's because he had sunk so low. He probably didn't even have three cents in his own wallet to get to Mexico. I don't think it was thought out at all. I don't think it was a robbery. I don't think the death, the death was staged. I think he was out of his mind on drugs. Okay, hold on. Dr. Bethany. Of course, I never have a favorite guest. There's no such thing because they're all so special to me. But right now you're running number two because I'm going with Irv Miller on this. Okay. Not to say he's my favorite, but Dr. Bethany, this is a yes, no question. I accept. (laughs) Yes, no question, Dr. Bethany. Do you have a blood test? Do you have uh, a breathalyzer? Do you even have any scintilla of evidence to suggest at the time Miss Myrtle was murdered, that her son, Sergio Brown, the NFL star, was using meth or steroids. Any written evidence? Yes, no. Behavioral evidence. So then, no. <laughs> no. You're, you're, you're guessing. Okay. That said, we wait as justice unfolds. Good luck with that public defender, Sergio. Goodbye, friend. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today.